It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Yes! Caught! Touchdown! They did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Joining us here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We'd love to hear from you, 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in. And uh, love to hear your thoughts and reactions to a pretty wild weekend through Region 11, high school football, throughout the Mountain West, and the NFL. Of course, there's a couple games tonight, so week two is not quite over just yet. Um, but, um, yep, Eurobasket concluded over the weekend. Spain winning it all. And the Hernan Gomez brothers performing very well. The bad Wancho is no longer part of the Utah Jazz organization. Yeah. Spain does really well uh, internationally. They've been one of the best international teams for years. Yeah, they have. It was uh, before it was the, Ga- the was Gasol, Gasol brothers. brothers. They were dominant. I guess now Hernan Gomez dynasty. Um <laughs> Kind of less dominant NBA players than the Gasol brothers were. Um, I was a little surprised that France wasn't able to pull it off. I mean, you got Gobert, you got some other talented players on that on that uh, France team, um, but Spain's just—they're just good. Yeah, no, they they played really solid. Um, they uh, really the the strength of their defense, really, from what I understand, um, holding holding France below what they were averaging. Uh, Spain is a it's a strong European basketball country with what they've been able to do these last several years. We're also good at soccer, and they're also a defensive team in soccer. Boring as heck. <laughs> they won that one uh, World Cup, and they won like one zero every time. Really disappointing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you know, when you're good, you're good. When you win, you win. That's true. It's a win loss. It's a win loss uh, dynamic in sports. So uh, doesn't matter how. Just get the W. Uh, text coming in on our full court press text line. This is from five eight seven nine. I'm driving past Weber State right now. Forget those guys. <laughs> also, UNLV scored like fifty eight points on North Texas. I know last year we almost lost to them. How are we going to beat them on Saturday? You didn't read that right. He said I'm driving past Weber State. Oh. <laughs> Yes, there was. I don't know if he did that on purpose. There was an extra E in there. I just there. thought it was funny. Driving <laughs> past Weber State. Um, how Utah State beats UNLV, I have the perfect game plan. Score more points than that. <laughs> Brilliant. Works every time. Can we? Let's get that down in an official memo. <laughs> Send an email. Send it. Blake, I've got the best strategy ever. <laughs> Score more points this than a team. You'll never Every lose. time. I am not aware of a team that has won while scoring fewer points, although technically you could argue it's happened in college because sometimes teams, you know, they forfeit games because they're vacated games. So kind of, but that's like 30 years after the fact sometimes. 
5879, we will get into the UNLV matchups as we go through the week, but I I feel your concern. Uh, This is, I believe this is a UNLV team which has a lot more confidence in themselves right now compared to where they were a year ago. Um, They've put two 50 burgers on the scoreboard in their in their three games. Now, one was against Idaho State, and this last week it was to North Texas. But they had Cal on the ropes. Now, Cal's not a Pac-12 power, but they had a Pac-12 team on the ropes. And I think they've got a really solid running back. I think they're more settled at where they are at running or at the quarterback who can throw and scramble. I mean, what, what those two guys put together alone was incredible. So that Utah State defense is going to have its hands full. Uh, but offensively, it would be great if the if the defense didn't have to see the field very much. Yeah, that would certainly help. If you're able to see less of the defense, then I believe they can perform well. You know, I, I'm still confident in this defense's ability. There's some worries I have in, in filling gaps properly and still, you know, pass rush, you know, an undisciplined pass rush where you just let teams scramble. It's been a thing for multiple years now. Uh, throughout the entire Blake Anderson era, we've seen them struggle to stop running quarterbacks, just leaving the pocket and getting whatever yards they want. So that's that's going to be a worry. But I do trust this defense to be able to make plays if they're not taxed too much by being on the field for like 40 of the 60 minutes. Uh, another text coming in, 2361. Where is the Logan Mountain Crest game being played on Friday? I want to say they're doing it at Logan because I believe that's Logan's homecoming. Yes. So, yeah, and you'll get to hear me. That's right. Again. And you can, you made videos. I did. We actually you made did a video this week, and people were able to see me. I did a little webcam, and I was like, hello, everyone. It's me. I'm sitting on a high chair right now. <laughs> um. But yeah, the uh, the they were able to get construction figured out to a degree last Friday to host Bear River, and most of the week it was looking like that game was actually going to be played at Skyview. But then Friday morning, they said, "You know what? No, we've got enough done. We can safely host Bear River tonight." And so it was at Logan last Friday, and all along. The plan was to uh, temporary, temporarily halt construction, at least in a, in a way they could still do soccer games and um, the powder puff game or other festivities that they would use the field for this week, including the high school football game, the homecoming game, on Friday. So I know there's been a lot on that track surrounding the football field, um, and uh, it was sorely in need of an upgrade. And just do, from what I understand, due to how you need to build it, and there were concrete shortages, it's uh, been a long, drawn-out process that they would love to have done on time, which was supposed to be done before school started, but they're still working on it. I have yet to know of any construction project that has finished remotely on time. (laughs) It is not a thing that happens. If you pl- like, and it's, like I've seen it way too often with these schools that are planning their construction, they say, "Oh, we'll have it done by the time school starts." Okay, now that you say that, you'll have it done by the time school starts the year after your projected deadline. Just 
Always assume that. If you're rooting for a school and they say we're going to build a new field and it's going to be ready by the school year, just assume they meant the year after. Because <laughs> that will always be the case. Uh, add, add an extra month or two. Add an the, extra the year bid. or two in some cases. <laughs> in some cases. Especially if they're large in scale. I was told that there was going to be a turf field at Davis High like when I was in school like back in 2010, 2011. They didn't get one until like 2016. Oh, so wow. That's you know. a delay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a big time delay. Uh five eight seven nine texting in. What are your keys to the game? Like I said, score more points than the other team. <laughs> no, it's just um again, we'll kinda get a lot into that tomorrow. I'm gonna be diving into my preview tonight. We'll try I'll try and have that out by tomorrow, hopefully before the show. Um just have the the things I'm looking at for this game. There's a lot of things to look at, especially with how good UNLV is. Some of the things we've we've talked about some of them already. So we'll have those, and then we'll we'll get into it on a on a preview Tuesday. So we're gonna start calling now. Oh, preview, preview Tuesday. I like that. Um, I think some initial reactions, and I reserve the right to change these keys as the season, as the week goes <laughs> on, with additional research and uh, kind of getting a feel for the lay of the land, so to speak. But one of my initials would be first down success for the Utah State offense. How well they do on first down is has become a killer for this team so far this year. They have to do better on first down. Uh, they have to be able to move the chains and, and establish some momentum, gives them more options on the other downs. So first down success is one of the really big keys in my mind because that's been something they've really been struggling with this year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, and I'll, I'll go ahead and give you one, although I may end up writing another entire article on this one subject. And that is getting big plays. Uh, Utah State has not gotten big plays this season. They're like in the 100s in terms of where they rank uh, as far as getting plays of 10-plus yards. Like of all 130 teams, they rank, I think, like 101st in plays of 10-plus yards. I think they have 15 this year. Last year, I think they averaged like 12 per game. They had like they had like 240 last year, plays of 10 plus yards, which ranked like ninth in the country. This year they rank in the in the 100s in the triple digits, for big plays. Wow, yeah, they've so, not been there. And and those are the things that, those are the things that drive touchdown drives. It's pretty rare to have a drive, where you gain five and then six and then three and seven and then eight and four and two. You usually get a touchdown by having a few of those smaller plays. 30 yards, 22 yards, finish it off. Or maybe you finish it off with like a 30-yard play. Touchdown drives come from big plays. Utah State's not had these big plays. Therefore, they have no touchdowns. <laughs> Pretty simple equation. Yeah, last two weeks, been rough. Yeah, they, they have two plays of 30-plus yards this entire season. Guess which game they happened in? The one where they had 31 points. <laughs> Well, they had the big pass play at the start of the Alabama game. Yeah, it was 23 yards. Yeah, didn't see any more. So, yeah, they've been few and far between. Yeah, I'd I'd forgotten they actually had any plays of 30-plus yards. I had to go back and say, oh, yeah, they did that. But they're one of 11 teams to have zero plays of 40-plus yards. They've not done it yet. There's a lot of... 
numbers to throw out, and I'm going to throw them out in a nice little neat article and talk about it. But there's a big problem with Utah State's big plays, slash lack thereof. Yeah, and then on the flip side, defensively, you know, they, they got to they have to be able to stop this running back. Yeah, um, Robbins, he's he's big. He's gaining chunk yards. Um, that's that that run defense has to be solid. Yeah, the thing is, you either have to have a you know defense where they just stop drives or you know stop him completely. Or you have to be able to find ways to stop drives. Last last time they did it by getting a few turnovers, I believe. I haven't. I'll have to go look at last year's uh, box score. I don't know how many turnovers they forced, but I think they had at least a couple. I think they had a few fumbles they forced, if I remember correctly. But you know, when you have plays like you know they allowed a running back to run for 220 yards, how do you win a game when you allow a running back to do that? Turnovers and just. Sometimes just getting lucky and just stopping drives where you allow the 60-yard run, but then you stall them. Maybe they kick a field goal. So you, you got to find some way to at least end drives. Maybe you give up 170 yards between the quarterback running back, maybe over 200 yards rushing. But if you can stop drives, then you can do all right. Yeah, I agree. Those are some uh, some initial thoughts on keys we'll get into more detail as the week goes on as we'll continue to do more opposition research and learn more about UNLV uh, the season they've had their their key players and how things are looking for them you know Utah State's got to replace some key contributors Kyle Van Leeuwen is out uh, with the knee injury Philip Paya is out also with the knee injury which occurred shortly after the interception that he uh, was able to pull down um, and so you know, those are two big contributors for Utah State that they're going to have to replace. And speaking of knees, this is what uh, Coach Anderson had to say about Logan Bonner, trusting his knee and trusting his guy. Now, before we before we play this, I just want to tease that coming up, we haven't forgotten this, but coming up in a little bit, we're going to be doing a call-out for the Skyview bread and butter play of the game, uh, a, the standout play for the Bobcats in their and their win over the uh, the Riverhawks on Friday. So get ready for that. That's coming up. But before we do that, want to get to uh, to these comments from Blake Anderson earlier today about Logan Bonner, the status of his knee, and really his status as a starter for Utah State football. Physically, I would tell you he's, he's sound. He's been checked, rechecked, and triple-checked. Physically, the knee is structurally sound. This is, and if... If you haven't been through this, I don't know if it's possible to truly understand a practice knee compared to a game knee, a early whistle red jersey knee compared to a live knee in a pocket are two different things. He has been open. He is struggling a little bit anxiety-wise with truly trusting uh, his body. He, he deserves the opportunity to prove that he can do it this week. He is on a very short leash. He knows that. We can't continue to play second-guessing what the knee will and won't do. He's got to move the chains with his feet. He had opportunities to do that last week and the week before and didn't. Uh, he knows that. He has been extremely critical uh, of his play at this point. And, and this is a pivotal week moving forward. He's earned the right to show that he can do it. And he has been very, very open and transparent with the staff and the team. The guys, this is something I want to do. I will do it. You can trust me to do it. And I expect he's going to go out and play like the guy we know he is capable of being. If he doesn't, guys, we're, we're going to move on at quarterback at some point very quickly. 
to Coop, but we just haven't been at that point yet. We had to, we had to give him an opportunity to play himself into the guy we all know he is. And, uh, and so it's a challenge, and he'll be the first to tell you. I expect this week that he plays his best game. He has always done his best when his back's against the wall. He's played through injuries before. Physically, he is in even better shape right now than he was at points last year. I think it's just coming out of the injury and the surgery in his mind to be able to go into the environment of a live situation and do the things he needs to do with confidence. I am hoping this week proves that, uh, that he can get there. There you have it. That's uh, Coach Blake Anderson being very, very honest and raw about his starting quarterback with a vote of confidence in his guy, but also recognizing that if, uh, if Logan Bonner cannot perform, then he'll, he will make a change. He will make a move. He, at the end of the day, he has to try to find a way to win a football game, not just be loyal to select players. Yeah, these kind of situations as a coach, they force you to be honest sometimes with the media. You just got to be open, a little more open. Obviously, he's not giving away a ton, but he he has to be open because he can't get away with coach speak right now. No. That's the kind of stuff that gets you fired in a few weeks. If you have a, this kind of a bad season, then just keep giving you know, blanket answers. You know, he's really explained you know, the, the ways in, in still general terms, but he's explained like here's what we're looking at, here's what we're trying to do gone into some specifics and say, here, like, we know we're doing bad. Here's some ways we're trying to figure it out. We're not going to email you the game plan as to how we're going to do it. But here are the general ideas, what we're looking at. The quarterback is going to be a, accountable for, you know, maybe not performing up to his, his capability, and so is everyone else. So, you know, he's been very honest as far as, you know, saying, look, we know we're not bad. Here's what we're trying to do to figure it out, and hopefully we figure it out. Yeah, so really interesting comments there from the coach. What do you think? Uh, after hearing what Blake Anderson had to say about his starting quarterback, love to get your reactions to it. 435-339-0321, uh, 5879, uh, texting in. Okay, so what's your guy's guess on how short that leash is? No points in the first half, then he's pulled? That, I think, would certainly be a situation where he could be pulled. Um, if if he has another game where he's like completing under half of his passes, uh, it'll probably be a lot more in just how the offense is doing. I mean, if the offense is scoring points, but maybe his stat total isn't super impressive, he'll probably stay in. But if the offense isn't doing anything, you know, he's going to get pulled. It's kind of like, I always remember the start of the Jordan Love era. They were playing, what, New Mexico State or, I can't remember exactly who they were playing. They ended up losing the game, but Jordan Love comes in for um, Kent Myers. Kent Myers. Kent Myers kind of had a mediocre career outside of a couple of games. Jordan Love comes in for Kent Myers. The offense start moving. Okay, they do end up losing the game. Jordan Love threw three interceptions that game. You know, a game where he came in, it was supposed to be his time to prove that he could be the starting quarterback, and he threw three interceptions. Jordan Love started the next week. Not a single soul questioned why Jordan Love was starting <laughs> because everyone knew it was the right decision. Yes. Despite the fact he threw three interceptions that game, the offense was just so much better under Jordan Love that they went with him the next game because, yes, there were some mistakes, but he's definitely the guy. And I think in the case of uh, you know, how short is that leash, where do you define when it gets pulled? 
I think one thing that we've also been made clear of is that some of the struggles are, in fact, many of the struggles are not just on Logan's shoulders. Uh, it's not just his fault. The wide receivers aren't running great routes. They're not winning one-on-one battles. They're not creating space. They're not getting open. The offensive line is not creating gaps for the running game and not having success on those early downs. And so that's not all on the quarterback. So if they don't have points in the first half, I think you have to be situationally minded. Like how much of that is really on your quarterback and how well he's doing or not doing in that case? Yeah, but even still at that point, you may just decide do something to shake it up. Cause, Fair, you know, true. Because I, I, I believe that Bonner, you know, just as you explained, isn't necessarily at fault for a lot of this. The wide receivers carry a much bigger burden. I think a lot of people are are allowing. They're they're just saying it's all Bonner's fault. I don't think that's the case. And but you could just say, all right, if the offense just isn't working, try something. You know, I talked about last week, and everyone was going to after, find a spark. Yeah, everyone was going after Bonner. They're saying start Lega, and in the, the kind of the part where I conceded is that Lega could provide a spark in the fact that he adds another dimension, as in his running ability. And if that's what gets you going, then sometimes that's just what it is. Um, I've seen games that were decided by they, they threw in a quarterback, he could run, and they won the game because the team just wasn't ready to face a running quarterback. I saw my high school do that. They, they lost a championship game to Bingham because the starting quarterback got injured, the backup came in, and he could run, and my high school wasn't prepared to do that. It's a very different dynamic than what you're prepared for. Yeah. yeah. So every time he ran, he got a first down because they just didn't know. And and on that subject, uh, eight nine six eight may have uh, sniffed me. I says one of you went to Davis High. That's me. <laughs> well, you pretty yeah, you said it. I mean, I don't know what the regular. I, I have is. said it before, but not everybody's listening every second of the show. <laughs> I uh, but I, it makes me wonder if eight nine six eight went to Davis High because I feel like he picked up on that. When I said something by the turf field. <laughs> by the turf. Because he may have known about that, or he uh, or she may have known about that. All right, we need to take a time out. But before we do, we're going to call out right now. If you were listening or watching the Skyview at Ridgeline football game Friday night, Dave Simmons, Nick Zollinger were on the call. Uh, it was Skyview winning 30-6. to But in the course of that game, they called out, a bread and butter play of the game for Skyview. If you know what it was, and if you haven't won in the last 30 days, call in right now, 435-752-1069. And if you can correctly identify the play, we'll give you four loaves of bread to the old grist mill. 435-752-1069 for the bread and butter play of the game for the Skyview Bobcats on Friday night. S.C. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Couples throughout the state buy their rings from S.C. Needham Jewelers because of our low prices, extensive ring selection, and extraordinary benefits and services with financing available. Go to scneedham.com to learn more. We have many unique and beautiful engagement rings starting at $500. You'll find affordable engagement rings with our integrity price guarantee. This is why we are where Utah gets engaged. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. 
That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Grantham Mobile Automotive Repair is on the go, ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. Locally owned and operated and certified, call Grantham Mobile Automotive, 435-229-4345. So we're still waiting on somebody to correctly identify the Skyview bread and butter play of the game from Friday night for the Bobcats in their game at Ridgeline. Uh, If you really want four loaves of bread, here's a little insider secret. Go pull up the replay on Cash Valley Daily and skip to the end. <laughs> I have I have they, two guesses as to what it is. I don't know what it is, but I have two guesses. I I think I can narrow it down. Uh, but they were supposed to recap it or mention it again at the uh, end of the game. But uh, it happened in the third quarter, if that helps. But 435-752-1069, if you can correctly identify the Skyview bread and butter play of the game, and if you haven't won in the last 30 days, give us a call. Identify it. We'll get you free four free loaves of bread to the Old Grist Mill. If none of you get it, it means I get the bread, right? <laughs> or am I ineligible to win I these? think we're always ineligible Dang. for all the good stuff. I keep hearing all these contests on the radio. I'm like, ooh. Then I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting weekend, not only in Region 11, but also in the Mountain West. It started Friday night. Air Force looked like they were, you know, big favorites to beat Wyoming. And boy did that not go to plan. No. They they were favored by in the I think by kickoff it was sixteen and a half points. It was sixteen on Thursday when we did our pick six, which we'll get into that in a minute. 
but I think 16.5-point favorites by kickoff. Air Force didn't score 16 points in the game. Wyoming shut them out in the first half. They ended up winning 17-14. to uh, And, uh, you know, Andrew Peasley, for uh, his efforts, the former Utah State quarterback, 18 of 23 passing, 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception, but also rushed five times for uh, 36 yards. But um, really not a lot of offense in this one period neither team really moved the ball very much and air force would look to be the standard bearer for the mountain west with their first loss of the season and it was in conference play in their division yeah i was i was hearing stuff about how you know there are people talking about you know, air force's road to being in a new year six bowl talking about you know could they end up being the top ranked you know g5 team well, that's seemingly out the window now. They were bordering on getting into the AP poll with maybe a couple more wins, maybe a couple big wins. Yeah. And, yeah, that that plan got reset a few weeks at least for them. Um, so They are still getting a few votes in the coaches' poll, as we mentioned earlier, but uh, nobody else in the Mountain West getting a lot of recognition. Fresno State went to the Coliseum to take on number 7 USC, and it came at a price. Uh, Jake Hayner carted off the field. I don't know the extent of uh, how serious that injury is. If it's season-ending, uh, I'm not sure what the latest is on his injury. You said Hayner, right? I was yes. I was reading the text from eight nine six eight. Oh, sorry. So uh, yeah, Hayner was uh, carted off the field. Not not great there. Uh, San Diego State takes on number fourteen Utah. They lose thirty-five to seven. Um, they just really struggled to get any kind of – those seven points came late in the fourth quarter after Utah had clearly established its dominance. UNLV with an offensive explosion beating North Texas 58-27. to As we said, this is the second time this season they've put more than 50 points on the board, and they scored multiple times every quarter and, uh, and held North Texas uh, to uh, 27 points, which isn't necessarily – really low but it's uh really it's that UNLV offense that's uh probably the most threatening thing I see coming into this uh, Saturday's game against Utah State yeah by the way going back to Hayner so some of the latest news I saw was that they don't think it's season ending uh so he could be coming back although that injury is not good for you know it it doesn't benefit Utah State at all in fact it could end up hurting Utah State because Fresno State's first conference game is against Boise State. And if you know, even if Hayner comes back, Boise could maybe benefit from his absence, get a win. And I know maybe thinking about Utah State winning the division and getting back to the Mountain West Championship game may be looking a little too far down the road. But it's kind of my job to maybe do this kind of analysis and say that if Utah State turns this around, you know, a Boise State loss to a team like Fresno State, that's the kind of thing that's gotten Utah State into the Mountain West Championship twice now. Whereas I've said the two times they've gotten in, they lost to Boise State those years. That's true. They've needed a little help. Yeah, and and they got it those years. So and like San Diego State last year, they beat Boise State. That allowed Utah State to go in, face San Diego State. They beat them, yada, yada, yada. We all know the history. You know, Fresno State's the kind of team that would beat Boise State in that situation, maybe give Utah State a little bit of help. Again, that may be a little wishful thinking that Utah State will be in a position to, you know, challenge for a division win. But 
this is one of those things we may look back on, you know, at the end of the season if that situation comes to fruition. Yeah, no, it's true. And speaking of Boise State, uh, they took on UT Martin, uh, FCS school. They beat them thirty to seven, but um, you know, UT Martin they <clears throat> they score in the first quarter. Uh, Boise State, if it's a tie game going into the second quarter, and there's a lot of anxious fans in Boise starting to to boo Bachmeyer a little bit. Yeah, Boise State's been very used to having very good teams. And they've not had very good teams. They've been very used to having good quarterbacks. Bachmeyer's not lived up to the hype he had early on. And he, he's had a heck of a rough college career with with some of the stuff he's been going through, injuries and whatnot. And Boise State, they've you know, they've won the last few uh couple games. But they've been okay. Couple of weaker opponents, New Mexico and a UT Martin. I think they won like 31-14 against New Mexico, I want to say. And then 30 to 7 against an FCS team. I mean, those are still technically both kind of blowout results, but they're not the dominating victories you'd expect from the Boise State teams where they were consistently winning 10 plus games. It's more like last year where Boise State went one like 8 and 4, 7 and 5, something like that. I can't uh, remember the record last year. I think it was more 8 and 4. That's, that's what I want to say. But, yeah, there's a, it's an anxious fan base there. Um, so, <laughs> they yeah, they won. They took care of business. I mean, George Halani had to, a lot to do with that. Um, 157 yards total uh, in all-purpose yards. So, uh, the Broncos with picking up that victory. Colorado State at Washington State struggled. Their only touchdown came late in the fourth quarter. They lose 38-7. to Iowa found some offense, more points than punts now. Uh, they shut out Nevada 27 to nothing. And not that I really thought Nevada was going to be necessarily a great upset pick there, but if any Mountain West team going up against a, a Power 5 school that might have had a little bit of a shot because Iowa has struggled, but Nevada has struggled too. See, Nevada, I think, was favored to lose against an FCS team, and they ended up losing to that FCS team. So I yes. wouldn't pick them to beat Iowa, as bad as Iowa's offense was. I would have thought Fresno State against USC because I thought maybe that could be a shootout where, you know, you have a good quarterback. If you have a good quarterback, you have a good chance to win. That's just how it is in football. Hinder got injured, so that kind of threw that out the window, and they probably would have lost anyway. But then looking at San Diego State, I probably would have gone then with the second-best odds, but it's becoming very apparent they're just completely they're, – they're, like, worse than Utah State on offense. Like, they have worse passing numbers than Utah State does. Like, that's how bad their offense is. <laughs> and you is. know how Utah State has struggled, so that's yeah. not great. Not like, great for the Aztecs. Yeah, they have, like, almost half as many yards. In fact, they have less than half the yards Utah State does. A worse completion percentage. The only thing they have is they've not thrown as many interceptions. <laughs> Uh, going through the rest of the uh, Mountain West schedule, New Mexico beating UTEP 27-10. to And uh, a lot of turnovers there. Seven turnovers forced by the Lobos. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then Hawaii getting their first win, beating Duquesne 24-14. to uh, The first win for uh, Coach Timmy Chang. So, yeah, nothing, nothing really, like, groundbreaking. Nothing really significant. From yeah. the Mountain West, yeah. the The one 
stunner from this week was Wyoming beating Air Force. That's the one that kind of rocks the conference a little bit and, and shakes things up a little bit. It may just end up being a blip in the radar, kind of like you know last year Utah State lost to Wyoming. It happens. Those, those kind of random losses happen. But for now, considering we only have a small sample size, it feels huge. Yeah, yeah, it does. So interesting week throughout the Mountain West and their results uh, and how things went. Got a number of conference uh, uh, opponents facing each other this week. Nevada is at Air Force on Friday night. As we mentioned, Utah State and UNLV square off. Um, and uh, I think that's it for Mountain West opponents facing each other. But uh, it's a, there's a few interesting games on the schedule. We'll get to those as we get later into the week. But another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. I uh, want to get to another comment from Coach Blake Anderson and his press conference earlier today. As we know, his team struggled and has been struggling uh, the last couple of weeks. And to compound that, there were a lot of fans booing at the at their own home game. And uh, Coach Anderson took issue with that after the game uh, a week ago Saturday. And so this team's been struggling for many different uh, aspects of how they're trying to face, you know, what's going on with this team and how they're trying to get better. And so a couple things that they're trying to do this week and invite the public to participate as well. Really interesting stuff from Coach Anderson to close out his uh, press conference earlier today. We'll get to that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerex. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerex, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerex, find Make it special. Make it Jerex. Looking for a job or a career change? Plan to attend Cache Valley Media Group's Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. Turn at 3900 North Highway 91 in Hyde Park. Be prepared to talk with businesses looking for employees now. 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 Advanced Call Center Technologies, HH1 Corp, Campbell Snacks, Nexio, Post Cereals, and more. Better pay, better benefits, better job. Attend the Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd from 11 to 6 p.m. at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cache Valley Media Group. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-515. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cash Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 
Hey, Mountain West Motor invites you to their off-road car show and barbecue coming up on Saturday, October 1st. It'll be at 4 o'clock. And so bring your off-road four-wheel drive vehicle to Mountain West Motor. At, uh, at 5 o'clock, all vehicles will head up to the quarry in Providence Canyon for grilled hot dogs and burgers. So it sounds like a lot of fun. Go check it out uh, at uh, Mountain West Motor. they got more details on uh, so their event coming up on October 1st. Um, so we did a run-through of the Mountain West schedule. We did the run-through with the, re- the uh, Region 11 schedule. It was also kind of a topsy-turvy, interesting weekend in the NFL, which isn't done yet. we got Monday Night Football underway right now, actually, as we speak. But there were a number of games that came down to the wire and kind of flipped last in the last little bit from where it looked like things were gonna were headed. So kind of an interesting weekend through the NFL. Some big surprises like the, the Jets beating the Browns late. Uh, the, the the Arizona Cardinals with that fumble recovery for a touchdown beating the Raiders <laughs> late. Now it almost wasn't a touchdown and <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a lot of insane stuff, and you're not even done listing them off yet. No, uh, there were a lot. It was it was pretty interesting weekend uh, throughout the NFL. Uh, that one of the others that kind of st- uh, that stood out to me was that the Colts getting shut out by the Jaguars. Didn't, yeah. Wouldn't have seen that coming. Yeah, there were people who were really talking up the Colts because of Matt Ryan. You know, former MVP was with some really uh, good Falcons offenses for a couple of years. They thought he was going to go to a, a Colts team that has, for about five years, basically ever since Andrew Luck retired, it feels like it's been five years. It's probably somehow only been like three or something. <laughs> right. Um, I think it has been three years. They got Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. Or no, maybe the, the, the Jacoby Brissett year, I think. So I don't know how many years it's been, but it feels like forever since Luck retired. But they've been perpetually a quarterback away from being an AFC contender. Maybe not a Super Bowl contender, but you know, just someone who can make Solid noise team. in the AFC. Yeah, and people thought they were going to do that this year because again, Matt Ryan, former MVP. Matt Ryan's a 37-year-old former MVP, and he ain't playing like Tom Brady at 37. So no. things are probably not going to go nearly as well as I think people were hoping, because now the Colts are starting 0-1 and one, and getting shut out by the Jags, who are going to be a little better than they were the last couple of years. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, nice performance from him. Uh, he had some support, um, but there you have to give their defense credit for that one. Yeah, whenever if you're an NFL team and you shut somebody else out, that is really impressive. NFL teams do not get shut out very often. It happens like maybe once per year. Uh, big uh, performance by Tua Tagovailoa, and uh, the, with Miami beating the Ravens. I mean, there was a lot of points scored in there. Thankfully, that. Uh, Based on a couple of people who were involved in that game, my fantasy team thanks you. I mean, Lamar Jackson had a pretty big performance, but but uh, Tua was fantastic. Almost 470 yards passing and six touchdowns. It's incredible. Yeah. He's, there's a lot of people that are digging up old Tua takes and calling them out as being freezing takes, although I'd hold off a minute. Don't be too impatient. <laughs> there have actually been a number of quarterbacks to have games like this and then not be franchise quarterbacks. But at least he did it. Yes, so, he did. He like did. I said, there, there's these things where I always talk, but, you know, don't overreact to these one performances. But the fact that you can do it is at least a positive. I, don't, I will never take away this performance from him. No. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> um, little little slow out the gate, but then a, an explosion in the second quarter. And it's still a little bit of an issue with getting on on the same wavelength, if you want to call it, with his wide receivers. But that started to improve, uh, and is was better in game in uh, week two than it was in week one. Yeah, if he works that out, then you know Aaron Rodgers still one of the top two, three quarterbacks in the league. And so they can always do damage just as long as he has the support. Yeah, yes, as long as he has the support. Uh, 49ers, happy that they did not move off of Jimmy Garoppolo and send him somewhere else. I have a dynasty league where we did like a rookie slash veteran draft, and there's it's pretty slim pickings, and we have like giant rosters, and I picked up Jimmy Garoppolo as a flyer. Looking all right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, I, I, I drafted him because I thought he was going to get traded somewhere. Oh, would make sense. Yeah. That would have been a smart or least, play. Or at least on the chance that he was going to get traded somewhere. I had, like, no other option because the, the only other people I could pick were, like, eighth-string wide receivers and third-string running backs. So, like, okay, maybe I can get a cheap quarterback. So I look all right in that league. Uh, it's not like he set the world on fire, but he did what was necessary to help his team win. That's exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> that's, always that's does. That's what he does. All he does is win, <laughs> no matter what, except in the NFC Championship game or Super Bowl. Uh, by the way, Monday night football, Bills strike first, Titans answer. We got a 7-7 ball game right now. This is the game on ESPN coming up at 6.30 on ABC. It's the Vikings at the Eagles. Uh, Eagles favored by three in this one. I'm a little surprised at that based on Vikings week one and how they looked against Green Bay. Yeah, the Eagles won week one too, didn't they? They did, but um, I guess since it's in Philadelphia, giving them a little bit more respect, but I just see that Vikings team as having a few more experienced weapons, Um, but I give credit for Philadelphia for the talented weapons that they have. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah, I think there's this hesitancy on Minnesota to perform in big-slash-close games. So they want to favor Philly. I don't know. I don't know if I can explain what Vegas is thinking because <laughs> they're <laughs> smarter than I am. They have their reasons. Uh, so uh, any other surprises from week two throughout the NFL? Uh, the Patriots actually won. That was surprising to me. I didn't think they were going to win. And then they did. Well, uh, in in that in that game against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I think what we're seeing is that the issues that Pittsburgh was having a year ago – a lot of that got put on Ben Roethlisberger. He's not around anymore, and they still have a lot of those similar issues. Well, the problem is they replaced the old version of Big Ben with someone who's basically as good as old Ben. <laughs> <laughs> not getting better. Yeah, it's really. like they didn't upgrade a quarterback at all. They just put in somebody who's about as good as the 37-and-a-half-year-old or however old he was, Ben Roethlisberger, who couldn't move or throw anymore. Mitchell Trubisky's only like 20-something, maybe 30 or something close to that. He can't throw or run any better than Roethlisberger could. Uh, get into our full-court press text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, 8968, a little bit earlier, says, Yes, I'm an old Davis Dart. Our football team was the last totally undefeated team and won the Class A championship, would you believe, 1966. It was a great year. By the way, I'll never forgive Wyoming for copying our uniforms and school colors. Yeah, I don't really hold any resentment. I usually point to Wyoming as like saying, hey, brown and gold actually works as a color scheme, everybody. Because everyone knocks the brown and gold, and 
they're just wrong. <laughs> My own dad knocks the brown and gold. Of course, he's an old Monticello buckaroo. Of course, his his colors were like orange and black. They were the Halloween colors. Oh, Halloween every year, all year. Um, yeah, don't knock the brown and gold. It's uh, a good two, color scheme. 2603. Just wanted to make sure that you guys, especially Justin, <laughs> saw the Miami Dolphins game on Sunday. Yeah, credit to uh, Tua. I, I did not watch that game, but uh, I'll be honest, way more offense by both squads than I would have expected going into that game. Well, the Ravens are capable of putting up numbers with Jackson. It's just that Miami is – they're showing that, yeah, the wide receivers they picked up are making an impact, and they're going to make an impact. Or I guess picked up Tyree Kill, already had Jalen Waddell. Having good wide receivers makes a difference in today's NFL where passing matters way too much. Uh, and that may play into part of our pick six yeah. results from uh, this past weekend. In fact, we'll take a quick timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll reveal how well we did trying to predict the weekend in our pick six. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan, Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cache Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204. Today. See store for details. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Chem Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Chem Drive Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. How did we do... In trying to predict the weekend, we have to call it our pick six to do it on Thursdays, and uh, I have three lines. Jason takes three, and we try to see how well we did. So here are the results. Um, and I think you went first. Yep. Did you? Okay, so your first one was wins by AFC West teams. And the line was set at two and a half, and there were only two wins. I took the under. You took the over. Freaking Raiders. <laughs> it was there. It was there for the having. Uh, Gobert points plus rebounds in his Eurobasket uh, game against Poland over the weekend. 
Well, he only had six points and six rebounds. Very uncharacteristic uh, performance from Rudy Gobert. But um, we both took the over on that. So he only had 12, so we both missed on that. Uh, Air Force at Wyoming, you took just straight up Falcons at 16. Well, they lost. So <laughs> uh, neither one of us got that one either. So right now I have one and you have zero. Yeah. Uh, Air Force passing yards at Wyoming. I set the line at 165 and a half. You took the under, I took the over. They only had 101 passing yards. So now we're tied, one apiece. Uh, San Diego State rushing yards at Utah. Set the line at 165 and a half. And uh, you took the under, I took the over. The Aztecs had 113 yards. So now you're up 2-1. to one. And our final one, and will there be an NFL-wide receiver who will get more than 165 and a half yards receiving? Yes or no? Just straight up, yes or no? I said yes, you said no. Turns out there were two. Tyreek Hill had 190 yards, and Jalen Waddle had 171. <laughs> so we're tied. So we go to our tiebreaker. So the tiebreaker was the combined home runs from Thursday through Sunday from both Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge. The line was set at two and a half. I took the over. You took the under. Pujols hit a home run on Friday and didn't hit any more through the weekend. Aaron Judge on Sunday knocked two out of the park. (laughs) So the total was three, so I win on the tiebreaker. I'd just like to point out the fact that there were two historic comebacks that were required for Eric to win this week. (laughs) Just wanted to point out how much divine intervention it requires for Eric to beat me in pick six. (laughs) But I'm not upset about it. Uh, Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. (laughs) Sometimes. And you were lucky this week. Yes. Holy cow, I thought I had it with the Raiders one. And then the Raiders just go and blow it. Well, it, you know, we had the two AFC West teams facing each other, so it was yeah. a tricky pick. Like I said, I, I said there was there was a maximum of three, and I think, okay, I thought the Raiders and um, Broncos were both going to win. Broncos barely pulled it off, and then the Raiders blew it. <laughs> Raiders. Freaking Raiders. Uh, it, so we've... Uh, just a reminder, we've, we've posted the audio and shared it with the, what the players had to say today and what Coach Anderson had to say today. Uh, the audio from the interview that I got to do with Coach Anderson last Friday is also available on our website. I encourage you to go check it out. I, I think that um, there's some interesting introspection there necessary from coaches and players, and I'm really interested to see how this team comes out on Saturday, how the fans respond to it, and if this team's able to start getting on track. It's not going to be easy. This UNLV squad, they're going to be tough. It'll be a tough opponent. So go check it out. It's on 1069thefan.com. It's on our 1069thefan podcast feed. We also have links to it on our app. It's free to download, 1069thefan mobile app. But uh, tomorrow, a lot more we'll get into it with uh, more comments from the coaches and the players. We'll continue to uh, look ahead to, to UNLV with more previews and uh, stat to blow our minds. And our player of the week will all be coming up tomorrow as well. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.